1: What are they leaning all the way into? They're a cover one team on third down right now, mm. so uh, which, which cool. is pretty cool. And they're they're a cover one team with their fifth round rookie playing corner, Michael Jackson playing left corner, and Kobe Bryant playing nickel when you don't have Coleman on the bench, who's even able to get snaps at the moment because of in, because of an injury, and Josh Jones.
0: Yeah. Which is cool because they have they have like actual coverage faith and coverage talent and I feel like they're mixing it up enough, like coverage wise, that the one on one's not like obviously there. So teams haven't yet figured out how to pick on them in that sense. Right uh, now, I think Tariq Willem would actually survive in in, in those kind of pick on situations. He'd definitely hold his own. Jackson, I don't know. I I'm surprised that you. I I didn't see as much cover one. I thought it was all like cover three. It might have been some matching.
1: Yeah, 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 some of it was Ripplers. Single high, though, and they're playing tight coverage. Um, They don't feel like they have to blitz a whole lot or pressure or like Green Dog or red or, you know, man blitz, man pressure a whole lot. Um, They're just essentially trusting their talent. And on tape, they're holding up pretty well. San Francisco's numbers, they were, what, 45%, whatever, on third downs? But then that's including penalties, right? Right. So you take out those penalties. I mean, they look really good on third down. And I think that demonstrates the overall health of the team or the the overall, like, ability of of their secondary to actually cover guys. Um, where Where they got their yards, San Francisco, where they got their yards in the passing game otherwise, was like communicate was like communication stuff right um yeah that, I, that I can draw up that coverage issue. bust. yeah go for it it was the the fire zone right with Brooks and Barton
0: yeah okay which I mean like how is how the way to view it is Brooks should have known that he you know his responsibility changed. Like uh, when it's loud in Seattle Stadium, Barton won't be able to communicate with that with him. At the same time, would it have helped for Barton to say, "Hey, we're we we're, we're gonna have to change how we're playing our fire zone here," or like you know, you're be aware that I'm pushing with this, so you need to cover this. Yeah, hundred percent, and I don't think he did. Also, it's a hard assignment for Brooks. You know, Griff in in that he has an a gap but also a tight end corner right?
1: right and i think that's just a bad call to be in for that concept um even if he was aware of it an alert to it i don't i don't and then you also had play action right you had you had backfield mesh between the quarterback and the running back along with that a gap it's just not ideal spacing like even when bobby wagner pushes on i mean he has a highlight reel of pushing on out routes when he's when he's a linebacker and as the near hook defender it's like yeah he's usually in a b gap or a c gap and you know he's barely he's barely making it out there right on a lot of those so brooks is not only in the a gap he has he has play action and then also he doesn't have an additional defender to leverage to because it's a fire zone you have three underneath defenders instead of four um it's just a bad call to be in and it's kind of it's kind of uh, you know, wrong place, wrong time, I think, for for um Clint Hurt to call that. But
0: yeah. So this is this is what plays out. You can see we have a cornerback out here who I haven't drawn, Tariq Woolen. He's the way they play it, tight third, you, you might hear it called, but he gets run off by the the post. Um Cody Barton is the seam curl flat player, which they call it in this new defense. So he's tasked with holding off the seam, so basically matching this guy deep. Um, and then playing to the curl and then to the flat. How that also you might hear called a hot to two player. We number receivers one, two, right? And he so he's playing hot to two, basically matching this two guy um, out and deep. However, because of this motion of Debo Samuel, um, it's like what we'd call a fast three. So one, two, three, right? And so Cody's like, I'm gonna push with this, which is correct because it's a beater, right? So he pushes with this. So he leaves this two guy. So Jordan Brooks, who's the hot to three player, which is this guy's the three, right? He's the third receiver coming across. He now has a new number three because Cody has taken the new number two, okay? So then Brooks pushes over, except he didn't. He just dropped in the middle hook because as my light dies again, there's a there's an A gap run fit up in here. He gets play action, which, you know, he doesn't bite on it, but he's his eyes are there. And then by this point, this tight end, which he's seen kind of bending up here, he runs like a sail route out and there's no one there for it, which sucks.
1: So the now Seattle didn't do it this way, but the other way to defend this, and Seattle has d- did this last year sometimes, yeah, is where you have Cody's sail underneath that too, or maybe even match it. But I think kind of sail and play top down, and then Brooks would take the jet through to the flat but that is still tough on him because he's also got the the backfield action right so even if he's holding for that his run run fit responsibility he's still probably out leverage to the flat Um, and there's no guarantee that cody would have effectively gotten under that corner out route either so but but in in this case like you said it was brooks not being cognizant of exactly what he needed to do um would have at least given him a chance um
0: yeah, so. it, it sucks. The, these things kind of happen, I guess. But um, and then the, the the other big play is the Debo Samuel jet sweep, where we're well not jet sweep, sorry. Um, the Debo Samuel uh sweep <laughs> off like bash or counter bash, I don't know what we call that. Uh, where Daryl Taylor he has a tackle for loss, he just misses his tackle. So what we're talking about there is you know, and Debo is special, right? What we're talking about there is two plays for eighty nine yards. And a touchdown plus, you know, Debo got them down into the red zone. I think they got a stop on that drive. I think that was the the series that um, Trey Lance got hurt. But that that matters, right? Like that really, really matters.
1: Yeah. Now, before we get we before we descend too deep into the well, no, we're not being negative here. But some guys had good games this game. Uchenna I mean that, what what a free agent signing. I mean he's just he's a ball player. He makes plays in the run, he, he makes plays against the pass as a pass rusher. He had some really good just pure rushes. He makes plays like on the boot contain, uh front side and back side. It's like in the run game. I mean he's just doing all sorts of things. Um they ended up putting him to the field because they wanted him playing the boot over Taylor because they probably trusted his tackling. Like in the second half, that was a little adjustment they made. I think they were more going left-right and mm-hmm. not necessarily aligning him to the field, but because quarterbacks boot to their to their right so they can throw easier more often, right? So they were just making sure Nwosu was on the left a little bit. Um, so They also uh,
0: dropped him a bit more in coverage like occasionally, which part of that is wanting Taylor to be the rusher, but also Nwosu is like really reliable in that kind of area
1: right uh the the other side of it is in the especially in the fourth quarter i believe um when i talked about continuity like between nickel and and um like nickel in the corners and like zone responsibilities that got better too um in the fourth quarter so I mean, it's just they're going to have to take their lumps with that because you just you need the reps. And this kind of. It's I mean, I don't think they they fully anticipated Sidney Jones getting hurt already already burns, you know, pulling his groin, you know, like in August. Um, but so like Kobe Bryant, when, when they decided to move on for Mugo Amadi, and I don't know exactly how that went down, but he probably wasn't getting the reps. And that's because they're playing so much Ripley's that they're playing more cover one. Uh, he can't hold up in that, but he was a terrific, you know, nickel zone defender in, in their two, especially their two high stuff. And they're giving up completions that they simply didn't give up uh, last year in that stuff. So, but Kobe Bryant had a couple of good reps in the fourth quarter, um, especially with Tariq Woolen, especially with a guy that has no continuity. Um, whereas Mike Jack has a little bit, right? So uh, it's just, that's part of why they only gave up seven points in the second half so it's uh it was just kind of a story of them getting their their stuff together. Um, and then I thought I thought the I, I thought Cody Bryant played really well in the first half and then even better in the second half um Cody Barton sorry um for, for all the all the stuff that Shanahan was throwing at, at guys with like the uh, different keys and stuff, you know you, you've got pullers going front side, a, a jet going backside, then you've got the read element with especially with um with Trey to start. I mean, Cody just con- consistently found himself in the right place. Um, and like fitting his gap, and even if he wasn't making the play, him fitting his gap affects the running back read, which allows someone yeah. else to make the play, right? So he's I mean he's really-
0: just Aggressive downhill, like in a good sense. And he was like running over offensive linemen to get to the ball. Very violent, really good display.
1: And on and there is a I think in the third quarter, there was a bubble run where he knew that it was gonna be another potential free release and behind an even front. I think it was the either a B gap bubble or a C Gap bubble, I don't remember. But he just knew it was gonna be a 320 pounder with the free release right on him, and he's already out leveraged pre-snap, like his alignment out leverages him. And he ends up beating the blocker to the punch. It's like him adapting. He's like, okay, I need to be the one to make the difference here. And he's he's that's Cody Barton being able to overcome a deficiency in front of him. So it's just it's good to have that at the second level. And Brooks cleaned up his play against the run of the second half. He he realized he had to backdoor some stuff if he was going to do anything. There was one play where he made like a tackle at the line of scrimmage that was really nasty. Um, and he backdoored the block, but he still he did it like like in a safe way, if, if that makes sense, you know, like kind of making a judgment call because they don't want you backdooring. That's the other issue is it looks like linebackers are getting blocked all over the place on broadcast sometimes, but the only alternative is to go underneath the block and the way the angles are, it's like, you'll get chewed out in the film room. If you do that too often. So sometimes you kind of have to get yourself blocked just so that your alignment is in the right spot so that the other defender's, don't get misaligned trying to correct you being in the wrong spot so and it, again it comes back to the defensive lineman having to replace like what that's a football term where like you're replacing the the guard or the tackler or the center that leaves you so that you then have to make the play anyway um
0: yeah so but, overall again like it was a a fairly simple kind of game plan like they didn't have that much that they did um but then, you know, it would have worked. But the execution in the first half was poor. Uh, the cornerback group—you you mentioned about uh, linebackers. The cornerback group is was pretty solid, you know, as evidenced as you know. it talked about how they were running some cover one stuff, but or at least leaving them on islands a lot, mainly I think for run fitting purposes, but also in passing down situations. Like, how, how did you evaluate the cornerback group?
1: um I think Tariq Woolen can cover really well I was a little disappointed he didn't he didn't contest that that drift route um Mm. off play action better I I really wanted to see if he could he could play that one um and then there was that other one where on that one third down one of the third downs they did give up without a penalty um on that outbreaker from a reduced split and I think he just didn't read the break right because of the way the, it, the 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 they were in a stack and everything, and he was just kind of playing it safe.
0: But then he almost recovered um, on that, you know.
1: Yeah, he did. But like some of the deeper stuff, I thought he was playing it really well. Um, he, he's kind of he's providing what the scheme asks of the corner, the perimeter corner. So like like he's he's not giving up the deep ball, and he he is really um competitive on on breaking stuff so that's a good sign i thought michael jackson played really well on those underthrown fade balls like they weren't open but he's still getting flagged for it that's really frustrating that they're rewarding just straight up bad quarterback play um but uh what are, what are, what are you seeing though yeah kobe.
0: same same stuff um kobe is just like he's roaring that he he does not He's adapting, I think, to the NFL speed and like how fast NFL guys are compared. Like and he was covering like Alabama's fastest dude. So it's not like he's not used to it, but the NFL way of attacking um guys, um, playing in the slot where there's a two way go uh, more often than he did in college, you know, it's all just tough. There's a lot going on for him. I think it will just slow down eventually. Well, that's the hope, right? But this is all good learning moments for him. Uh, and then yeah, Tariq Woolen's special, like he's very up and down in the there's patchy moments too, uh, from again, his lack of exposure and experience. But his recovery athleticism is it, it gives him such a high ceiling. But also, he is like adapting to things like he's crack replacing on tight wheel six when they, they run stroke to the strong side. So he's in a quarter. Um, yeah. So he's thinking coverage first. But then he sees Nuosu get crack backed and then he fits in. Uh, he's he's like on a nub formation, he's fitting inside. The B gap bubble and turning back a pulling guy on like a wind back toss. Like he's like doing stuff against the run, which we didn't really get to see him show in college too often. Uh, so I, you know, he he doesn't know what he doesn't know, but in a way, right. that's kind of a good thing because he's just going out there, and he's making plays, he's playing. Jackson, I think, uh, I'm undecided on. Like there are a few throws where it didn't get thrown at him, but he's like straight up like underneath, he just... he's given up a lot. Um,
1: yeah, right. But he I, he's alright. Like, like he's alright. Yeah. Like... yeah. He he he's kind of he's fine, right? It's, it's and, a big
0: few weeks for him really.
1: And I think they want I think they want Sydney back out there left corner, but Pete said he's the third guy at the moment.
0: You you say that, but then yeah, he's the clear third guy according to Pete.
1: Yeah. Um and who knows, maybe Sydney doesn't maybe not, a, you know, the time between the last time he played meaningfully